This is the Life and Soul podcast with me, Emma Forbes. 2020 really was an eventful year. And amidst the madness, we've all had time to reflect on what we most appreciate in life. And although we're still surrounded by uncertainty, it's important to be reminded of what really matters. I'm going to be asking some fabulous guests what makes them tick, asking them what really gives them life and what really feeds their soul. So join me for some nuggets of wisdom, a moment to breathe, and above all, a good old chat over a virtual cup of tea. And I hope that by listening, you'll leave feeling a little brighter about the year ahead. Today, I'm joined by a lady that I admire so much. I love all her work, but in particular, and in particular in 2020, when I saw the Heal documentary, it was fundamentally life-changing for me. Kelly Noonan-Gores, I am... I'm really honored actually that you would come on this podcast because as I say, I was like, let's try and get it on. And you said yes. And I'm so thrilled because truly, and I know you've got a huge other body of work, but the Heal documentary literally changed my life. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> it really did. Well, I think, I mean, big statement, but I mean it. I think it was because whatever anybody's views are, whatever anybody's views is probably the wrong word, but whatever their approach to health is, wherever they're, you know, Western medicine, a combination of Western, Eastern, spiritual, whatever, you could not watch that documentary and not go, okay, there's more to this. Ah, yes. Thank you. That was the intention. So I'm, ah, thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness it uh, came together. In case anybody hasn't watched yet, which I highly advise that you do, it's all about basically that latest science that shows we're not actually, we don't have to be victims of unchangeable genes. It's more about how, when you get a scary prognosis, that we actually have a huge amount of control over our health. And in particular, obviously, I'd love to discuss the one story, which was the incredible, you know, Joe Dispense, that was just extraordinary. Talk Mm. me through that. How did you come to find him? Yeah, I mean, Joe Dispenza, I feel like he's been around forever, but he has since, you know, in the last couple of years, he's just exploded. I mean, he's got such a following. His work has gotten so powerful. Um, And I came across a story, I think, I don't even remember how, but he was in, he was in the the documentary, What the Bleep. Uh, So I think that's where I first, um, and he was a big part of that documentary. And so I just dove into his work and I read his books and just... I'm so fascinated. I think, you know, the driving force of, of the documentary is I'm so fascinated with human potential and just the intelligence of not only in the entire universe and how everything is so connected, um, but just how really intelligent and capable and powerful and, you know, our, our bodies are, the human body is, you know, our hearts are beating, our lungs are breathing. There's so much going on that we don't understand that without us having to do anything, you know? Yeah. Well, 2020, as we know, was probably the most, I don't even, I've I've sort of run out of words to describe (laughs) 2020, but we know what we're talking about. And in this new year, you know, in a way you were sort of ahead of your time because never has there been, I guess, more focus on health, more focus on people taking control of their health. And Mm. I felt like in, you know, it was just a year where just everything was going on and people who, not just the people who, who, sadly had COVID or suffered with COVID or suffered a loss from COVID, but people who were sick with other things who were having to, you know, not have necessarily get to a hospital or get to treatment and would in some way have to really find it within themselves to keep going. 
Yes, exactly. This this whole um, pandemic, global pandemic, it it kind of brought the world together in this one singular focus, and it is you know based in our health. You know, there's the the vulnerable aspect of society with people with multiple conditions. I think that it's woke. It's just it's waking us up to the fact that we are, you know, our, our immune systems are so powerful and we have so much more control. And it, and it showed us this example of when, when this media storm of panic was spread, that's kind of how we've been conditioned to believe we've given all of our power away. And now we're under this global threat of this pandemic and this virus. And people, again, were just hypnotized into giving their power away. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, the whole point of the documentary is to have people take their power back and realize that their lifestyle choices, their, um, you know, diet and stress management and, and spiritual outlook and perception of life really turns on and off genes. That's epigenetics, you yeah. know, so we, we really do have more control over our health, um, whether it's a, you know, a threat of a virus or cancer or anything else. There's things that we can do to boost our own natural healing resources within. Yeah, I think that's ever more prevalent because obviously with this pandemic, as you say, it was just this, and I hope you're making a documentary. I'm sure there's a documentary in you somewhere about this pandemic, whether you can tell me or not, but I'm hoping that you're going to do some amazing piece of work on this. But I guess that everybody was it's like a, a flood, a drip feed. You know, I consider myself quite a together person and you know and all the rest of it. But it got to everybody on every level. It made everybody so acutely aware of everything, but people's mental health is such a, you know, that's worried me so much is the aftermath of these things. And so, and I guess I hope that COVID did do that and continues to do that, broaden people's mind on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Totally. And and I think that, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of research right now around isolation and loneliness being at the root of, of many, many diseases. And I just, um, I'm really fascinated by this guy, Dr. Zach Bush, his work, and he talks about cancer, you know, everything we are, we, our bodies are a community, you know, a community, we have yeah. more human bacteria, we have more bacteria and viruses and uh, microbes in our body than human cells. And the, the whole body functions, this amazing biology that we have, and communication and community between bacteria, microbes, and our human cells. And it's, it's all based on communication and working in symbiosis. And uh, when that communication breaks down, when a cell becomes isolated and it can't communicate with the outside environment, then it goes kind of rogue and it and it goes into survival mode. And that's what, where cancer begins. And so it's just, I just love this like idea where on a cellular level to the social societal level, and then to the planetary and global level, we are meant to be in community and working together. So when we are isolated and cut off from each other, I mean, you just see it around the world, people's mental health, uh, stress is going up, but also we're isolated. We have these masks, we're, you know, quarantined to our houses. And that is just really sad because that's exacerbating any sort of health issues we have going on in our in our bodies and it's just not how i don't think how we were bred to live i don't think we were meant to live like that yeah so going back and i know you've done all sorts of other work and and thrillers and things like that so i'm not just focusing on the health but i'm intrigued as to how because i read that you know when you were like 26 you had acid reflux and Mm -hmm. and were were given like and the reason i resonate with that my daughter had the same 
sort of diagnosis, but earlier. And it's that thing of being, you know, given Pepsid or whatever it is and like, okay, you just take that. And I remember with my daughter kind of going, actually, you're very young to just be popping this tablet like it's a kind of a cure-all. Do, do you know what right. I mean? It, it seemed, and it's even been, you know, even with COVID, people have been kind of going, oh, Pepsid. And then you're like, hang on a minute, what is this tablet? Right. And what has this got to do with anything? And and it, did that trigger your interest? In, is that the kind of the beginning point for you when you really got into health matters? Yeah, I think later in life, I think there was different at every stage of my life. There was little things along the way. There was there was one incident in high school where I had swollen lymph node glands in my neck. Um, I had gotten sick. And once I recovered, uh, my, my glands never went down. And I went to every, you know many doctors, every kind of test you could have. They threw every kind of antibiotic at it. Um, I, and eventually I went under general anesthesia and got a lymph node biopsy. Uh, still those results were inconclusive. And then my mother's chiropractor said, oh, just, you know, take a shot of apple cider vinegar every day for eight days, uh, you know, or a week and, and let me know. In eight days, my glands were totally back to normal after a year of like no doctor knowing what to do and going under a major surgery. So that was kind of the first sugar, like, oh, natural medicine. I, I'm, I, I vibe more with natural medicine than, than Western. But, but yes, exactly. When the doctor handed me Prilosec, I was like, pills, like that's just my intuition was like, this is not right, you know? And so I started to take these nutrition classes on integrative nutrition. And I realized that this diet I was consuming definitely caused, you know, acid I was drinking. <laughs> you know, I was in my 20s, I was eating frozen yogurt and uh, drinking cheap red wine every night and <laughs> eating cereal for dinner if I didn't feel like cooking. I mean, that's like a recipe for acid. So, you know, and then I did the research and, and you find out that taking these anti-acids over time chronically, it actually causes your body to be more acidic. And that just like blew my mind going, wow, these drugs that we're taking are actually, because they're taking away a natural function of the, the human body, your body then reacts and adapts and actually makes more acid because you're now too low of acid. So it's just mind blowing once you dive into it. All. I was going to say, once you dive in and, 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 you know, it's my great sort of passion is health and nutrition and I'm sort of you know obsessed with it and having done this podcast I'm interviewing people from all these different aspects and it is as you say it's kind of mind-blowing when you see what it is and as an English person living in America I've noticed that the kind of the pill mentality is just extraordinary you know it's oh. it's a kind of extraordinary thing and the way the best way I can describe it is that during lockdown I mean, it's sort of laughable. I had one pedicure in the garden, kind of like with masks and all the rest of it. And of course, I got instantly got like a septic toe, which served me right for even trying to be vain at a point of lockdown when actually, where was I going with a red toenail anyway? <laughs> I rang my doctor and sent her this lovely picture of this red toe. And she was like, okay, what you need to do, I think you need to go on antibiotics. And I said, oh my God, that makes me so anxious. I don't want to go on antibiotics because I was thinking to myself, I need to save the antibiotics for like something bigger. And she was like, well, if you feel anxious about that, take a Xanax. And I thought, oh my God, now I'm being given medication for the anxiety of taking a medication. And it really, you know, when you have one of those light bulb moments and I thought, I was like, no, no, I, I'm good. Like, I don't, <laughs> can you take it Xanax? <laughs> Just like, crazy. And actually you talk about apple cider vinegar, just so you know, I soaked my toe in apple cider vinegar and the infection went. Just wow. a little, a little sideline toe slip there, but yeah. 
somebody told me and I was like, well, I'll try that. And it cured that. So I think we've got we've got a lot to change, haven't we? It's not something that's going to happen overnight because even though COVID slowed us down, even though COVID was ever really like, okay, recheck your life, reboot yourself, take more time out, you know, realize the quality of your life. We all love a quick fix. We yes. all basically want a quick fix. That's what we're sort of, so it's like, well, this can't happen. And I don't want to feel ill for like this. So let's take something. So it's going to be, I guess, a really big challenge to keep doing like what you're doing, which is visualizing it for people, you know, giving the public the stories, the the, the how it happened. But it, I feel like it's, do you feel like it's quite going to take quite a long time? It is. But as you said, like wellness is just the craze right now. It is everybody's getting, waking up to wellness. And and I, I picture it like I just, I was always picturing with this, with this film, I just wanted to turn on the light for people. Cause once the light was turned on for me, it's just like you said, you get obsessed with finding out. So if I just turn the light on to one person to listen to a pharmaceutical commercial and go, okay, I'm taking a pill for this psoriasis that I have, but it may, the side effect as it's playing this lovely music and you're frolicking through the forest with your, you know, grandchild, you know, then it says like, it may cause cancer or death, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm clearing up my skin rash, but I may die or get cancer. Like it's mind blowing. So you just need to, the more people we can wake up and awareness, you know, and also just like with cancer, you get this diagnosis, there's so much fear around it. And I want to just create some space because cancer develops over time. Um, yeah. And then you get rushed into this treatment. And we, we talk about it in the film, but if you just bombard and, you know, you have to think of cancer as you've created an inner environment where cancer can grow and thrive. And what we want to do is change the environment. We don't want to just kill the cancer because if we just bombard it with Western medicine and not, and don't change the inner environment, whether it's stress, nutrition, lifestyle, then it's going to come back. And that's why we see it recur so often, but the people that heal, the people that are in remission for life and, and survive are the ones who do a full overhaul and change the inner environment so that cancer yeah. just can't thrive anymore. That's, I mean, again, it resonates with me. A member of my family had a cancer diagnosis and we're going at it on that level, like every level. It's like a whole, it's yes. the 360 of wellness. Like you you can't just hit it with one thing. You have to do it with a bit of everything. I I, I believe that and the mental attitude and everything. And and again, the people that you interviewed and met, another person who's who I was actually a big fan of anyway was Deepak Chopra, who is, again, very into that whole focusing on your own healing is, is a super important part of that. And I think there are now, as you say, I hadn't heard of Dr. Zach Bush, but I've heard of, you know, a lot of the other ones. I think it seems to me there are more gurus like that that are coming out with really quite extraordinary backup to it, really, because there's, there's no stronger backup than, than an actual human story of yes. success. And now, you know, we're seeing technology married with this, you know, the spiritual, because to me, like ultimately what I've, I'll give away the whole hypothesis here, but I found that healing is really spiritual. So stress is caused by your perception of life, the, the lens through which you look at life. And it's these belief systems that we develop from a young age. And that kind of gives us the lens that we look at through life. So if we're on a healing journey, it wakes us up to looking life in a new way and reconnecting to our passion and purpose and loved ones, et cetera. But like you said, 
there's so many people, everybody in the film has made healing and wellness and, and waking people up their life's work. So they're just doing it out of passion. And now technology is caught up. So Joe Dispenza is now demonstrating at these advanced retreats that he does. He, he hooks people up to measure brain and heart coherence. And he's, he's showing the scientific research and backup and evidence that meditation can change, you know, an energetic healing and, and all of these things are real. And now technology is showing us that, you know, that we can demonstrate and back up yeah. these kind of philosophies that have been around for thousands of years, which is, and that's the cool thing. Yeah. And you're so right. Going back to talking about commercials, because in England, you can't, we don't have commercials like that. Right. So when oh, I first God. moved to America and you're so right, there's always people skipping through fields. They're beautiful. <laughs> there's like sunflowers and they're skipping and they kind of go this medicine. And you're like, wow. And then there's a, it's everything like the mental stimulus. It's a much lower voice. Like it's quite a threatening voice that goes, do not take if you have any of the following. So then you mm. think, whoa, that's a big list. And then the voice goes even deeper. And then it's like, may cause. And, and it goes, and ultimately death. And you go, what bit of me, what bit of me is now going to go, do you know what? I need to get that medicine today because that sounds incredible. I'm just like, none of that. I, I'm staggered that actually they can even do that and think that anybody would want that medicine. I agree. And ask your doctor. They're actually, it literally is a form of hypnosis that is killing people. Yeah. So people are, are, we are hypnotized into believing that we need to search outside of ourselves for a quick fix. But if we really pay attention, if we're really aware, the problem is a lot of us just aren't present. We're on our phones or we're distracted or we're worried about the future or regretting the past. So we're not in the present moment. If we're in the present moment, listening to that commercial, we realize that we're being told to think about a condition that we may or may not have. And then that the yeah. answer is outside of ourselves. And that these side effects, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind. No, it's, it's, it's all the power of the mind. Cause again, I'm, I'm just thinking when I was pregnant the first time, there was this book that everybody had, my daughter's 24. So anybody that's got a child in that era will remember this. It was called what to expect when you're expecting. And I read it like the Bible, right? I was, it was like the only book, like there weren't loads of books on this. This was the book. And I got given it by sort of five different people here. This is what you have. So I was like, okay, this is the book that I would read. And I remember at the end of every chapter, it just had this one sentence that said, if in any doubt, ring your doctor. And it was so funny because whatever chapter I read at the end of it, I think, you know what, I'm, I'm <laughs> my poor doctor, I'd be like, I'm definitely going to ring him because I would read it and be quite kind of like, okay, that sounds like me. That I do feel like that. Actually, that's great. And then we go, but if in any doubt, ring your doctor. I think well, I'll probably just ring him anyway. <laughs> You're a first time mother. There's going to be well, doubt. Yeah, you doubt everything anyway. But I thought when it was written like that, whereas had it said, trust your maternal instinct, trust yeah. your gut, trust your mind that you'll, and maybe I would have been a different outcome. You know, you kind of, because I rang, I mean, my doctor must have been rung like definitely once a month. I was ringing him <laughs> going, so I'm just checking on this. And I guess that's what we've sort of, I don't know, you're right. We've sort of programmed ourselves. You talk about meditation. And I know that you are a big person on something that I struggle with, which is that disconnecting with tech. Another documentary I watched during lockdown, The Social Dilemma, which literally terrified the living daylights out of me. So right. trust me, I'm on a mission to try and disconnect with technology. But it's important, isn't it? Because whilst we need it, and it has it definitely has a role, and I'm talking to you on Zoom, and it's like, we need it, but it's so hard to disconnect. 
Yes, it is. It has become an addiction for people and myself. I mean, I feel this pull, like I need to check my phone. Like what time is it? We do get entrained by our technology. So I think like anything else in life, it's a balance. It's Zoom is such a gift. We're connected right now. We're talking, we're having a great conversation. But if you get hijacked, if you get pulled away from your family because you're checking your Instagram. So it's just a matter of, again, becoming aware and carving out time, you know, part of this whole health crisis is really because we've, we've become so urbanized, disconnected from nature and nature is so healing and just putting your bare feet in the grass. Our ancestors were so much closer to nature and the rhythms and the circadian rhythms. And they slept when it was from probably 9 PM and woke up at 4 AM with the sun to 10. Uh, And so becoming aware of that and and finding balance with your technology, because it, it is such a gift but we are inundated with information that our bodies just can't handle. And and as we have discovered, stress is what's at the beginning of every sort of disease. And so, you know, we just have to live in that balance. And, and meditation, again, it's one of those things. A lot of people struggle with doing meditation. You know, they get, you know, they think I'm distracted. It's, it's a practice, isn't it? It's something you have to just find what works for you. What kind of meditation one million percent. And I love where Mar- Marianne Williamson, um, I'm sure you know who she is. Yeah. She was in the film uh, and, and she likens it to, and I, I totally subscribe to this. You know, every day we shower off our physical bodies from the gunk and the, the buildup that we receive from our environment. And, and we need to have mental hygiene. We need to rinse the stress and the accumulation of information and other people's thoughts and energy from our environments. We need to rinse that every every day. And like you said, there's no one size fits all uh, cure all for meditation. Like there's no like, oh, this is the way. Find yeah. out what works for you, whether it's 15 minutes, 10 minutes, just closing your eyes. The important thing is closing your eyes and just cutting off that stimulation from the outside world and then reconnecting with your breath. And if you go into Joe Dispenza's work or Greg Braden, it's all about getting the brain and the heart in a state of coherence, because when we're stimulated, you know, by our phones or the environment or any sort of stress, we're in an incoherent state and healing happens and is magnified and amplified when we get our brain and our hearts in a coherent state. And that happens when we turn within, when we connect with our breath, it's literally so powerful and and in whatever capacity you can do it. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's whatever, as you say, it's whatever works, but it's such a, it's such a powerful tool. So, you know, moving forwards kind of, you know, 2020 extraordinary year, but, and, and also really affected people like you, the filmmakers that were trying to film, it affected every creative industry in that nobody could do anything in the same way. And I think that's been one of the many downsides of it, but, but moving forwards, are you planning to do, you must be planning to do a lot more of those kind of films, I hope, and that you'll be able to do them and that we'll be able to to rebuild life, I guess, in the way that we do it. The Chinese symbol for crisis is a combination of two characters. And I love this. And, and one character represents danger and one represents opportunity. So any challenge that we face in life, it forces us to evolve and become more creative. You know, my heart, like you said, my heart breaks for the the vulnerable people in society that just were blindsided and affected by COVID. My heart breaks for all those people that put their life savings into starting a small business that just got crushed because of the shutdown. But you know, what what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And and I just, you know, we need resilience. We need, we need this kind of wake up 
to what we're capable of. As far as like more films for me, I, I have a, a 18 month old uh, yeah. child. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of marinating and, and trying to be with her and, and seeing what, you know, this comp, just like you, I'm so passionate about this topic, but I'm so passionate about the environment too and healing the earth yeah. now. So I'm kind of in this space. And one of the benefits of this pandemic is we really have been kind of the, the distractions and the unnecessary social burnout, like that's been taken away from us. So it's been this yeah. beautiful incubatory time where I'm just figuring out what I want to do next. Having a little, you know, a, a baby that age, that's that's time you'll never get back. I can tell you that as a mom. And like, it's, it's really valuable time to have spent with them. And actually, I'm sure your passion will have grown because those are the generations we need to create the better environment for Correct. and the better world and be even more mindful of it. So I, I love that. Exactly. I'm just taking everything I've learned and kind of practicing what I preach and with yeah, her and exactly. trying not to screw her up in her, you know, developmental I years. You <laughs> I don't think you will for a second. Well, I want to ask you a couple of things. I want to ask you, what gives you life? I think that my insatiable curiosity and desire to understand, I just want to learn. I just want to learn. And then the other thing is this, you know, I, I need to create if, if, if I'm not doing, I'm married to a wonderful, you know, genius of a man who's very successful. And I'm sure he'd be happy if I never worked again, but I need to create, I need to contribute. Um, I need to yeah. come to the conversation with something. So I think, I think my curiosity and my creativity give me life. And what about what feeds your soul? Ooh, um, my daughter definitely feeds yeah. my soul. That's the one thing I was always sure of uh, is that I wanted to have children. So I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. Um, the ocean, I love traveling anywhere near the ocean that just feeds my soul. And then I think drinking wine with girlfriends. <laughs> we need our sisterhood. I think to me, that sounds like the perfect trio of feeding your soul. <laughs> I love that. And do you have a, a, a daily mantra that you live by or is there a phrase that you, is your go-to phrase for? Um, I love, and we say this, Joe Dispenza actually says this in the film. We keep going back to this brilliant man, but um, we live in a world of infinite possibility. So I keep, there's so much fear and, and so much limitation to our belief. And um, I just, I always encourage myself and others to go beyond the limited belief because there's we truly live in a field of infinite possibility yeah no I agree I've, I've tried to keep that as my belief this whole time I'm like no we live in a world now that is extraordinary on so many levels we've got to be able to kind of yes. keep moving forwards and yes. finding cures for COVID not like proper cures like let's find the way out of this correct in a exactly same well, Kelly, I can't tell you what a joy it's been to chat to you today. I've, I've loved it. As I say, huge fan of all your work, but in particular, as I said before, the Heal documentary, if people haven't watched it, I highly recommend you do because whatever your belief in health, whatever route you go, it will, if nothing else, you'll sit back. And I, and I can say that because my husband is very much, um, you know, he's probably a little bit like your husband. He's hardworking. He's successful. He likes a quick fix. He likes to go to the doctor, get rid of it. And all that. He yeah. sat in silence. He was blown away by it. And I was like, yes. So your work is working. And so I thank you for that. And I thank oh you for gosh. chatting to me today. Thank you for having me on. You're oh my God, it's a pleasure.
thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you've enjoyed this episode, do leave a five-star review and you can find out more by going to buyemma.co.